man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no, none taken. That is right, none taken. This is the Movie Moron Podcast, and I am the Movie Moron, and I am your host, Easton Moore. Sure is. Um, and then with us, as always, is my practical co-host himself, Trevor. You fool! <laughs> and then uh, our all-time guest, Tristan. You sit on a throne of lies. Thank you. Those are great. Can those be standard? Sure. No. <laughs> uh, no, my computer is currently uh, exporting another um, episode, so I can't use it. So... Um, I just had to use what was already stocked. So, and last week we already did what was stocked from like a month prior with the Burt <laughs> ones. So, uh, those are supposed to be the everyday ones, but um, I, I can't label them, so I never know what they are. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to use them live because I Fair. push it and it won't. <laughs> it won't mean what we think it means, or what I think it means. These are um, everyday balloons. Um, but uh, like we said on last episode, we are going to be doing Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part bum, One. Bum. Bum, 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 bum. Yep, and now we're copyrighted. Thanks, Trevor. Oh no, that's <laughs> listen. That's my arrangement. So back off, Sony or whoever. Yeah, we'll fight in court. Is. Yeah, we'll take it to court <laughs> for the three cents. Yeah, with the terrible first starting note and then <laughs> ending on the wrong pitch. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're doing Dead Reckoning Part One, um, which is the I don't know twenty fourth Mission Impossible movie. Seven. Uh, seventh. I don't know. I agree to disagree. Oh, it's Paramount, not Sunny. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, this is uh, part one of part two, which I assume is the finale of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, it's not confirmed or anything. I'm just kind of assuming because Tom Cruise is already trying to kill himself on set, so he's only going to be able to make a few more. Um, if you don't he's know what I'm talking old, about. He's pretty old, isn't he? Yeah, he's old. He's, he's 61. 60, yeah. That's what um, I thought. Um, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, um, the big scene of this where he the cliff. Yeah, the mm-hmm. cliff scene. Um, he filmed at the very beginning of production because uh, he did it. Um, it took him six takes. Yeah. And uh, he wanted to do it at the very beginning of the production because uh, he very easily could have died doing the stunt. And mm-hmm. so if he did, they wouldn't have wasted $200 million what making the, the movie. Heck? <laughs> um, so like it's got to be like literally insane. He's just an adrenaline junkie. I mean, and yeah. he... And he funds his adrenaline junking through movies and yeah. it's and we get to see it it's i mean it's it's cool it's obviously like i don't know i don't even want to say it's like crazy or anything because there are people that do this stuff all the time and they just die and like they don't i mean i don't want to say that they don't do anything for the world but like he's yeah. like he's sure. channeling this adrenaline junkie stuff yeah. into entertainment that people can enjoy um, but people do this kind of stuff all the time and they die all the time doing these crazy stunts um, like watching those people go through caves underwater yep. and like they get trapped under there and yeah, yeah it's um, terrible but that they they yeah. like doing it that's what gets the risky or like the most uh deadliest adventure you can or Activity, whatever hobby you can get into, is wingsuit, like the oh, squirrel yeah. suit stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, the mato- uh, mortality rate of that activity is like through the roof, but people still always dive into it and want to try it yeah. because it's like peak adrenaline. Um, anyway, so like that's that's what the comment was after, and I think it's really cool. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, and you see when you see that scene, it's in the trailer. But when mm-hmm. you see the entire scene, know that that's one hundred percent real. He didn't green screen any of that. He Flew yeah. off of a cliff. <laughs> I and was parachuted. 
Yeah. I was watching this interview with Matt Damon and Tom Cruise invited him over to his house once for dinner. And they were talking about, I think, it, uh, some stunt where he was out on the outside of a skyscraper. I, I assume maybe yeah. gross protocol. Um, and I've seen the picture. I love that Tom one. Cruise, like, apparently went to the safety coordinator and explained the stunt to him. And he, had, he said he'd been thinking about it for like 15 years. Explained the stunt to the safety coordinator. And the safety coordinator was like, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. So Tom Cruise went and found a different safety guy. <laughs> And got him to, like, get on board with it. And so I was like, oh, that's how these movies keep being made, is he just keeps finding people willing to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other famous crazy one that he did, obviously that was one, Mm -hmm. um, the plane plane. scene. Yeah. Um, He legitimately hung onto the side of a plane as it took off. He was wired in. Mm -hmm. They they CGI'd out the wires. But he did hold on to the side of a plane as it took off. And I don't know how long he was on the plane, but all of that was real. I want to say it was like six minutes or something like that. Yeah. but um, The dude's insane. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Um, and we get to see it for entertainment. So, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah let's just get into actual uh, general thoughts of this movie. Uh, prerequisite, uh, this movie is on my draft. It is. That's um, right. So. Yeah, it was six minutes straight up. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so don't rate it higher or lower because it's on my draft. But just letting the audience know this was one that was on. It's on my draft. Are you pre-pacing that because you think we're going to rate it really high? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I just remember because we just ask. Yeah, we had just yeah. chatted about it, um, and we've got a lot coming up here with Barbie and Oppenheimer because I think I have Barbie and you have Oppenheimer. Unfortunately, yeah. Maybe Tristan thought she had Barbie and she nope. didn't. She had Mario, Mario, which was a really good one, and you also <laughs> had uh, the Last Exorcist, which. Uh, did well with us. Um, so, did you watch it? The last yeah. Episode? Okay, I can remember. I'm the only one that rated it. Yeah. See, <laughs> Tristan remembers. <laughs> okay. No, it's all good. Um, yeah. General thoughts, Trevor. What were general thoughts of Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One? So overall, such a mouthful. Yeah. I I'm not a big fan of the Mission Impossible movies. I I know, and I watch them, and they're entertaining when I watch them, but they make me do something that I don't necessarily like. It's it's like in order for me to enjoy the movie, I have to turn my brain off, and I have to just watch it and be entertained, and I don't like that I have to make that cognitive choice in my brain to do that. So, I mean, they're great, and people love them, I I will watch them, and I think they're. I think Tom Cruise is a great actor. And Do you think it's the the same thing with like the Fast and Furious movies? Like, are you putting those in the same realm? I know not you, Tristan. Um, not I'm it. asking him because that's what a lot of people say about yeah. the Fast and Furious movies is that you have to turn your brain off to watch the Fast and Furious movies. Are you? Do you sure. think it's kind of in the same realm of, or not exactly? Because in the, so we're getting into like my personal opinion now. Well, the, that's the, what the show is. Yeah. Uh, the Fast and Furious movies know they're silly and they know that they're, they know that they're, you know, uh, uh, willing to break the rules and break, you know, whatever. But these, the Mission Impossible movies aren't that. They take themselves very seriously as spy thrill or as like espionage, spy thrillers, action movies. And I already am kind of on the fence with action movies anyway. Um, rude. I know. I, and it's just, I, you know, I went and saw it when I kind of decided that was actually after I had seen, uh, fallout, uh, the, the third 
act like chase sequence with Henry Cavill and Tom Cruise. I was just the whole time I was like, when is this going to end? This is taking a million years. Um, anyway, so that's kind of what my uh, that, just going into my, my thoughts. That's kind of my vibe on Mission Impossibles. That being said, I did enjoy this. That's and I, I watched them for the stunts. I mean, the only thing I remember about Rogue Nation is the airplane thing. The only thing I remember about Fallout is the, the helicopter stuff, which I think might not even have been the big stunt. But um, Okay, but what about uh, the, the trio here with Haley Atwell, Rebecca Ferguson, and Vanessa Kirby? Three who, who plays Grace? Uh, Haley Atwell. I found Grace to be extremely unlikable hmm. through almost the entire thing. And on top of that, I thought her and, and, and uh, Hunt's relationship... A little forced. Re- yeah, very... I, I found it very forced. Um, I think it's just supposed... To, I, I think you're going off of all of the old movies, and, and like I think it's kind of expecting you to understand how Hunt's right. relationship with women are. Yeah, and I, I and, get... And I was kind of... was going to mention that earlier, is that I, I think the people that are rating us higher than I'm going to spoiler alert are like fans of the series and they know the tropes of mission impossible and they like them. So me not like, you know, barely remembering the movies and then coming into this one. I, I guess I just kind of found, found them doing something like a James Bond thing where like she, he's on a mission. He finds a woman in the mission he falls in love with the woman on the mission, but then they because, don't even fall in love because though. she's attractive. Well, he was in love with somebody else before that. Yeah, I think it's this is part one of a part two. Yeah, which is another problem I have with not this movie particular. I'm starting to have an issue with movies as a whole. This is like Doing the part two, the seventeenth part, part one of part movies we've had in the past two years. Well, you know who did it first? It'd be Dune. Well, or Endgame. Infinity War and Endgame is well, technically a two-parter. Yeah, but it's not called Part 1, Part 2. I, well, That's, it was originally. It was going to be Infinity War, Part 1, and Part but 2. But it's not. Right. But I'm saying, like, I think that's how it started, was that was the first big yeah. one to do it. I'm just, I have a problem with all of these studios that are saying, like, look, this is just the Part 1. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't the full story. Yeah. We're doing Part Like, movies throughout history have always done that. Or the Rings had part one, two, three. Star mm-hmm. Wars had part one, two, three. But it you didn't label it part one. Like right. you made the movie the movie, and like you knew that there was going to be something after. But it was just, I, I like this could just be called Dead Reckoning, and then the next yeah. one could be called something else. I, that's what I just have an issue with, and it's not. I I think when Dune did it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like I think they, I felt like they were the first one to actually do part one, at least in a while, and then I sure. feel like. Maybe it's just because Across the Spider-Verse did it extremely recently, which mm-hmm. was annoying. And then uh, this one, and I feel like there was, there was another, another one. one. I can't okay. think of what it was either. Okay. So it's not 17, but it just feels like a trend that's happening. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fast yeah. and Furious. Yep. So it's just a trend happening over the last two years that I'm getting a little sick of. Sure. That happens once. It's, you know, yeah. hey, that's a creative decision this director made for this movie. Now it's just like, oh, the whole movie business is just going into, we're making a five-hour movie, but we don't know how to cut it into <laughs> two hours and a half, so we're just going to make it a part two, the two-part five-hour movie. Well, and that equals dollars. I mean, it if yeah. it if it's more money for you if you have a five-hour story that you can split up into two parts, because then you're going to get basically twice as much money for the same thing. Yeah, but like I even think... Avatar, as much as I think of like it's not like my favorite franchise or anything, it's at least doing it 
Like, we're going to make five movies. It's not Avatar Part 1, Avatar Part 2, Avatar Part 3, Avatar Part 4, and Avatar Part 5. It's just, we have, like, we're making, like, we have five movies worth of story. Right. And the first one's Avatar, the second one's Way of the Water, the third one, I don't think it's named yet, but it's going to be named something else. Yeah. I just, it feels better just if it's just named something. Yeah. Part 1 just feels lazy. And okay, I just don't yeah. like the current trend of doing this part one, part two thing. Right. Um, so, and now Mission Impossible is just the latest of them and the mm-hmm. last one. Yeah, yeah. And I don't see another one on the horizon too. So right. Um, maybe it just hit a boiling point. <laughs> maybe. Um, but to give you kind of a, nut, a nutshell, I, I thought the stunts were fun. I did enjoy a lot of the train stuff in the end. I thought that was great. Uh, another one. There was a, there was a part in the chase sequence in Rome that I found a little demeaning. Um, it also just, like we just saw this chase. Yeah. It, Was it Fast and Furious? And Dial of Destiny has a chase like this. In the same location? Uh, not It's it's close. I okay. Think they're, I think they're in Africa. Fast and, and Furious? Dial of Destiny. It's the same, it's the same exact city. location. And, the same and they use the same staircase. Yeah. I was like, okay, guys, this is, <laughs> this is too stupid. Like, yeah. now, I, I obviously that's not a, choice are these the same studios pair uh i want to say furious i want to say no okay um but like i so it probably wasn't like on purpose sure i'm sure they just both had the idea of using this thing and then it just happened to both be shown in the universal three months three months different Mm -hmm. you know but i was just like are we really getting the same exact thing like they bulldoze one thing's bulldozing through and the other one's trying to Drift through down the stairs. Right. Like, it's literally the same exact chase scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there is that. And then uh, with as far as relationships go, I like the, the original guys, Benji and... Uh, Luther. Luther. And then, yeah. Yeah, the classics. Hunt. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, I found Grace's character to be extremely forced. Um, I think the way the antagonist is handled in this works for a 90s movie, but not a movie in 2023. And I'll I'll give you some of my reasons when we get to spoilers. But I think overall, I did have fun with this, but I I don't think it's as great as everybody is saying that it is. And that's all I have. Bonums. Trisha, what were your general thoughts of the 90% of the movie you were able to watch? I knew you were going to say something about that. Um, (coughs) Sorry, Uh, I haven't (laughs) spoken much. Uh, yeah, I, so I have a problem because I, the first Mission Impossible movie I watched was Ghost Protocol in theaters, and I didn't know that there were more of them. (laughs) And so I was like, I loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But then I found out that it was like number five or something. Yeah, four or five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it didn't feel as special anymore. And then I was like, oh, they, there's still more. They keep, okay. And so I just, I'm kind of like, kind of lukewarm on it. Yeah. Um, But I, I mean, I do enjoy it. I, I wish I wasn't that way. I don't think (laughs) I've, I've, I know I haven't seen all of the movies. So maybe that has an impact to it. I don't know. I really like Benji a lot and I've liked him since Ghost Protocol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's great. And he's got a good little moment in this too. Yeah. The core three have been in the movies for, I think, almost since the beginning. And they're all great. They're, yeah. they're, the other ones being Luther. Yeah. I think they're, you know, like Luther as much. 
No, he's fine. His, I think his like style of delivery and humor is just a little bit. It's, it's different from Benji. Benji's a little more wacky, and yeah. Luther is a little bit more reserved. I don't remember him from the other one. That Ghost I Protocol. Ghost Protocol is the fourth movie, okay. and that's when it. That's when it started like solidifying itself as like. I don't know, more like grounded or like fun. The three, the first three were like serious, like gritty spy action movies. Yeah. And they were a little, a little far fetched and dumb too. <laughs> um, but then I don't know. I feel like Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout have all been. I think I have seen Rogue Nation. And those have felt more of the same vibe. Yeah. That's what I say. I think they found their footing on what the, and I feel like it has the same vibe as this movie too. Yeah, they they just found their footing and what they were going for. So, yeah. which one is the one where they're stuck in a circle thing and the water's filling up? Nope. Okay. <laughs> is that <laughs> not sure? I'm 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 not. I'm honestly not sure. I watched these movies when they like Mission Impossible one, two, and three. I grew up on. I grew up on with my dad. He was a huge fan of them. Anytime they're on TV, we watched that them. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, I started watching them in theaters when they came out. Dead Ghost Protocol, whatever. And I don't think I've seen them since watching them the first time in theaters. Which I always enjoy them, but I don't find them to be overly like rewatchable. Fun. I I have a I have like twenty five movies that are high rewatchable movies that I watch all the time over and over again. Yeah. And then I watch new movies. Like right. that's my two things. I don't go back and watch like, Oh yeah, I thought that was interesting. And that was fun. That one time I'm going to go watch that again for the second time, <laughs> 10 years later. I wrote, I was listening back to the, our back catalog. Like the, when I first started coming on more regularly and there was an episode where I said something like mm-hmm. I base my rating as like on rewatchability as well. And I listening back to it, I was like, oh, poor young dumb Trevor. <laughs> what are you doing? It's Rogue Nation is the underwater stuff. Okay. So, you, yeah, so I think I've only seen So you missed Fallout. Now in the first three. Yeah. I've only seen four, five, and seven. Seven. <laughs> That's okay. I, yeah. And so since knowing, were you going to say something? No, no, no. Or was I just loud? Yeah. Sorry. That's all good. Um, We'll survive. Since since realizing that it wasn't its own movie, it kind of made me sad, and now I'm like, it feels like the same movie again and again. But it's still <laughs> enjoyable. You can see that, but she awkwardly smiled yeah. when she said that. Um, I, uh, yeah. yeah, I speaking with that, like I do, I do think I could go re, like I could probably go back and rewatch this movie like today if I and yeah. and be okay with it. Which is funny because you didn't want to the first time. No, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, you had a option to watch this on Tuesday, and I yeah, and then and I biffed it. Yeah, like because and, well, and and you, the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody else wanted to watch it with you, and you're like, I'm kind of glad I, I didn't watch this because I don't want to watch it twice. And now yeah. you're like, I could watch it again. <laughs> yeah, and I think I could go back and rewatch it because the parts that I didn't care for, I could get up and like go get popcorn, or like go to the and they're not long. Something. No, they're not. Yeah. And then I could come back for it because that's why you watch these movies is the action sequences. Yeah. So, uh, my general thoughts. Thanks for asking, guys. You didn't ask What's me. That? Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. I just started talking. I said, but um, and then she went. Okay. Take that. <laughs> um, is that, I don't know. I had a lot of fun, um, but it did take a while. Uh, this is a, I think this is another prop, um, uh, byproduct problem issue with seeing other people talk about a movie before you go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw nothing but raving reviews, 98% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes and a similar audience score. Yeah. 
everybody I had on Letterboxd were four and a half to five stars. And the first half hour to maybe hour, um, I couldn't stop thinking, like, this is what people are just raving about. That opening scene... You need to bad. stop listening. To or not the, not the opening scene, but well, like leading up to not. the title screen. I was like, I leaned over to the person I was with and I was like, I'm not impressed. Yeah. Like, and it was, it was a long title screen too. Yeah. yeah before we got there. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't mind the first, um, okay. I didn't mind the first, like in the sand, the sand. No, that's fine. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Because uh, that's towards the beginning. Right. Um, but one problem I really did have with it was it was extremely predictable. Anything that you expected to happen did happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no surprise. I think it's a just a problem with the fact that we're on our seventh film. Um, I knew right away that uh, when he was using the face masks and that it was Ethan and not the person that we were supposed to think it was. And the editing in that scene. Is so rough. <laughs> um, it was just so obvious. And maybe it was supposed to be obvious. I yeah. don't know. But, like, it wasn't just that moment. I can't think of it exactly. But every time I was just like, I feel like this is going to happen. That's exactly what happens. I think the only thing that was uh, that I didn't predict was the fact that um, Grace shows up in the first place. Like, mm, she just kind of, yeah. like, pops up. Yep. Um, and I wasn't expecting that. Um and I mean, neither was anybody in the movie, but, um, but then after that happened, I kind of started predicting what was going to happen with her character. And that's kind of where it went. Yeah. Um, so it was overly predictable, especially for being a like spy movie. That's a little, uh, that's kind of a knock mm-hmm. if it's a spy movie and you can predict what's happening and what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and then even when the movie itself has a theme or whatever of predictability, if you if you guys are catching what I'm putting down, yeah. okay. Um, I don't know. All of that was just kind of uh, I don't know a knock. But I think once the second half of the movie started, it really picked up for me. Um, I I found myself not thinking about how I liked or disliked the movie. I was just sitting back and enjoying the movie finally. Yeah, and I think that's because it finally got a little bit better. the The action was closer knit you were more closely connected to the people you cared about. Um, you were going to like cooler scenes. I don't know. Like it just felt like it was much more of a good flow. Um, and I think the, yeah, the setup just took a little too long. This didn't, ha- I, I think this didn't have to be two hours and 35 minutes. No. I think it's the, is what I'm getting at. Um, because it just started a little rough. Um, and I, I don't think it really needed to, they did such a long setup for our villain and what that is and uh, the mission thing that we've already seen a thousand times over um, Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's rogue again, like all of that is just kind of, you know, why do they keep hiring him if he's going to get go rogue every single time? Like, cause he gets the job done. Then he's then stop saying he's rogue and stop having the government chase him. That's that. I mean, Oh, you're, I, hated those guys yes. anytime they're on screen i was like go away yeah <laughs> um totally agree there were there were a lot of deplorable characters um that i don't think were meant to be mm-hmm. they just were they were supposed to be like the moral whatever and it's like no these people are dog shit and I, get them off the like yeah. get them away first of all how do they keep just showing up right um ethan's having a hard enough time and these random bozos that don't know the difference between up and down are going <laughs> to be able to find him exactly every single time before right. they can get on the train, but he can't. Yeah. Right. 
dumb. Yes. Um, yeah, that was a really bad uh, continuing plot point. And I do think I don't dislike Grace as much as you did, um, but I did find her constant, uh, I don't know, betrayal and like untrust and like running away yeah to be it just went on a little too long i agree um i think the first couple times made sense but it just it just never stopped there never it never turned to a point where he's she understood that if she doesn't side with someone she's gonna die yeah and i think it makes it painfully clear that she can't get out of this without ethan's help and she just continues to disbelieve it and i think she her they make her character too smart to not know that Mm -hmm. which is why it's annoying and stupid yeah um so yeah i do obviously have a lot of issues and i've stated a lot of those but um like i can't really articulate it in words but the last hour of the movie maybe last 45 i really dug into Mm -hmm. really got into and really had a fun time with (laughs) i don't know if i'm gonna like a part two or not yeah um we'll see um but uh, overall, my grade was dipping, and then it, it rose back up because of the ending. So That's interesting. There's two things that... Oh, first of all, uh, Palm Clementif also is great. She plays uh, <laughs> she plays Paris, the, the, uh, the lady assassin that's helping Gabriel. Um, except for there's a moment where she gets called by name by, some, by I think, one of Ethan's guys, and... Uh, I'm like, we haven't heard your name called this whole time, but they say it as if we had, or something yeah. like that. Anyway, there's something that happens with her at the end, and then I there's wanted- another thing that happens. I was like, I was in, and now I'm out again. <laughs> okay. I actually, I don't mind her arc. Um, no, but- the arc is fine. Okay. It's it's an action thing that sure. happens. Okay. So I was okay. like, eh. Okay. Um, I wonder if that's just a uh, byproduct of like shooting and cutting. There may have been a scene where they say her name, and it's like a, Right. thing yeah and then they're like we don't this doesn't add anything she's kind of a side character we don't need an extra depth here right and then it gets cut but then they have already shot the person saying the name so mm-hmm. you can't like well they don't think about it oh that's who it is yeah that he yeah anyway yeah we'll, we'll get into it momentarily <laughs> yeah um yeah well anything else you guys have for uh spoiler free music is um mission impossibly but yeah it is <laughs> There's nothing else really to say about and it. And then it's just silent. At other times, it's either like... I feel like it's pretty... It's, it's It feels like it's just like stock blockbuster music. Well, it, there's in the car chase scene, mm. uh, there's a long period where there's just no music. And it's... And I think it's supposed to be comedic, but the the comedy that I took away from it was more demeaning than it was comedic. Okay. So. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Any more extravagant thoughts, Tristan? Nope. Or just normal thoughts? None. No Uh-oh. thoughts at all. Okay. There are no thoughts going on in the brain in there. So we're going to move on and uh, go to the uh, spoiler part of the review. So if you haven't seen it and you care to go watch it, pause it and then come back uh, to listen to us talk about the spoilers of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yeah. Do Should we... Recommend, recommend it? Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, you should at least see it once. And go see it in theaters if you can. If you're going to watch it, watch it on a big screen. Which won't be really a possibility because Barbie and Oppenheimer are taking over the Ooh, big screen. Oh, thank goodness. 
Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I do recommend it. It's it's just, it is still just stupid fun action, mm-hmm. and that's fun to go watch in the theater. Um, yeah. Take a date, take a guy friend, whatever, or a date that is a guy friend. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it's... I think it's still a fun watch, and you'll. I think you'll leave the theater enjoyed. Yeah, so I don't know if that's a correct term. You'll leave probably, it, You'll leave the theater entertained. Yeah, or feel like you didn't waste your time. Yeah, I think it's um, long enough that that's, unless you're a cinephile, then you'll hate it, <laughs> or maybe you'll love it because all the cinephiles I see on Twitter love are it, loving so. it. Yeah. Um, okay, so and yeah, I, we'll, I wonder if that's more of a love for Tom Cruise than it is for like the Mission Impossible. Maybe franchise. he's bringing back the theaters. That's what all the stupid Twitter people are saying. Yeah, yeah. He's saving the theater because Top Gun Maverick and movies are back. Mission Impossible and yeah. Tom all Cruise single handedly. Yep. <laughs> no one else. Yeah. Not even Vin Diesel. Somebody that wants to make money on you going to the theater, saving the theater. <laughs> um, that being said, though, Tom Cruise does seem to have a general affinity, like a general love for movies, which is nice. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I, I don't mean to keep dragging. <laughs> it's all good. Um, okay, so yeah, we'll take a break um, to get into spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead and pause it. Yeah. Cool. See you in, in two seconds. All right, we're back. We're back. After that short little break. Now we're getting into spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie and you care all about spoilers, uh, now's the time to pause and uh, go watch it. But I don't know. There's not really that crazy of spoiler stuff. I mean, like I said, it's kind of predictable. So (laughs) you'll kind of uh, guess exactly what's happening or what's going to happen throughout the movie. Um, So I forgot to say one thing during my journal thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, And it's not a spoiler, but I mean, it it technically is, but it's really not. Sure. Um, The most annoying thing about this movie is the fact that it does a single shot of the key 7,343 times, and I don't understand why. Um, There'll be a scene where they're talking about the key, and it will cut to the key, just just the key. I mean, you can see somebody holding the key, but cut to the key seven different times in a one-minute conversation about the key. And that happens, I think, seven or eight different times, if not more. Like. There are discussions about the key seven to eight times, maybe more. And each time they're having a discussion about the key, they show they cut to him holding somebody, whoever mm-hmm. has the key, holding the key, and they cut to the person holding the key, zoomed in on the key as they're talking about the key. It just is breaking all points of subtlety and movie making. Like, you either talk about it or you show it. Talking about it and showing it 73 times around a movie is just too much. Yeah. And um it's a cool looking key. That was kind of a basic looking key. I mean it had a cool I guess little theme to it, but you found that out in the first 2 minutes and they told you another 78 times that that's what makes it cool. Right. Cool. <laughs> I guess I just got so fed up with it and and like they kind of tailored away towards it in the last because there's more action stuff happening. They stopped talking about what they're going to do and they started actually doing it. Um, but even then there would be a scene where they just had to cut to the key three times. And I'm yeah. like, can we just stop? There's <laughs> no need. Understand that's the key. That's important that everybody's after. And I know there's fake stuff and there's real stuff and, but that's the key. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't need to keep being reminded. Um, but yeah, that was a big problem. You could have cut a good ten minutes off this movie, just not cutting to the key for the 
do it three times, you're golden. Yeah. No more. I don't. We understand. Right. right. You've already told us the key is important multiple times. You've shown us throughout the movie by what people are doing that the key is important. And now you're showing us the key to tell us that it's important 73 times. It's just, they're, that's just breaking movie codes. Yeah. Like you, yeah, you just can't. Doing all of those things at once is just too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, but yeah, we can get into spoilers. I say you're really upset about this. I was really upset watching the movie. And then I think I mentioned it yesterday to you as well. But, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so um, yeah, what uh, some spoiler stuff that we want to get into. Sure. I have kind of a bulleted list in my head. I should probably have written it down, but oh well. Um, the beginning before the title, or before the, the title card, um, the submarine scene... I think is appropriate. Not, I think it's confusing. I think that's supposed to be the the idea is that it's confusing. Yeah, but I think that it's a little too confusing. Um, it makes it seem at least when I watched it, it made it seem like when they took out the little thing for the AI AI machine, that's what made it show up on radar for a split second instead of that submarine. A, the AI making that submarine thinking that there was another submarine. Yeah. Um, so I think it was it, it mission accomplished. We were confused. And I think you, uh, I mean, throughout the movie, you do realize, okay, no, the AI is on that sub and it wanted to sink itself or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that was a little overdoing it in the beginning. Um, desert stuff was great. I thought the, do you accept the mission thing was fine. When they're talking in the boardroom with with K- Kissler or, or Kishner or whatever yeah. his name is, um, yeah, and like you mentioned, he comes in, the camera cuts to him about a million times, yeah, and I, I mean, I didn't realize it would be Ethan. I actually thought it might be the AI, uh, because it's never blinking, and but that's huh. just Tom Cruise in general. I don't think he ever blinks. Um, yeah. it's never blinking, and so I was like, okay, either this is one, this is Ethan, and he's trying to pull some stuff or it's the AI and it's trying to be, and it's going to like try to kill them or something. Um, but they would just be talking and then it flashed back to him and it was very annoying. And then there were moments when they were talking about Isla, I think is her name, uh, Vanessa Kirby's character, I think, um, how she's in the desert Ilsa? and Ilsa. Ilsa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, how she's in the desert and how they sent, they didn't don't say his name, but they sent Ethan to go take care of it. Um, and then we get flashbacks to scenes that we just watched yeah. a minute ago. And I hate when they do that. And when, when and, movies do that, yeah. And it's fine if you flashback that quickly and show us some new information. But when you're just showing us what they're like, yeah, and then he he uh this woman Ilsa is she's been cooped up in the desert and then it shows a shot of her cooped up in in her bunker and they're like we sent this guy who's gonna go in and talk to her and then it shows a thing we just saw of Ethan breaking into the barracks or whatever and so it was that was a little much and then I think but the gas mask is cool I like the 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 rebreather with the goggles that's all very good prop work um logistically doesn't make a whole lot of sense right because he wears it for Two seconds. Yeah, then takes it off and has no problem. Yes. Uh, and the fact that that's an open room with open windows and nobody saw 
enormous, like huge gas bombs First go green off. gas, yeah. Because they show a cut, I think, from like downstairs, right. and it, you can just look up and see them talking yeah, in the office. With 10,000, that was a cool premise. I did like that, that they're converting the entire digital archives of the U.S. government to paper. Um, they they kind of did it. They talk about a similar thing in Kingsman, and I've always thought that was a cool idea. Um, the idea of like paper can't be hacked, but it can be stolen. But it's not it can be stolen. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then we finally, yeah, we finally got the title card, and I was like, okay, I'm not impressed with how how this has gone so far. Yeah. But. Uh, so the card, the 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 jokey thing that I was like, okay, is the joke in that car chase scene just women can't drive? I don't. I think it's just that Grace can't drive. Okay. Um, and I don't know why. Yeah. I really don't think they were going for that misogynistic approach. I think that would be really crazy for. Well, and that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be a quirky thing of like Grace is this really smart person who can do all this stuff, but she's a bad driver. Yeah. Um. Would be my guess. Sure. That's, sure. I, I didn't even think about the joke of women can't drive. I thought it was just. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's that, where the music cuts out for like an obscene amount of time. Is when and she's trying to drive and it's yeah, just driving it's in when circles. they get, it's when they change cars to the little the little yeah the little one. We're without music for a long time, and it's just her struggling to drive. Yeah, and I don't. I didn't know if like maybe that. I mean, he even struggled with the car because it's a weird like smart. Well, and he's driving car. with like his arm down under well, with a handcuff. I mean, the the that little car was like some like spy car. Yeah, and it yeah. didn't have a sh- it didn't have a standard shifter. It had like a, just a dial. A thing, oh, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, 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 and like just unmarked buttons yeah. to do <laughs> random stuff, like the windshield wipers. Ha, yeah, ha, you're so funny. What you hit a button and the windshield wipers came on. Yeah, <laughs> and you had to click it three more times for it to fully go off. Yeah, but no, like I just wonder if maybe the car just was different than yeah. normal like it like is way stronger than it should be or whatever like it's way right. faster than it should be or something weird but um i did have a problem with that specifically uh-huh because they specifically took time out to switch cars just to two seconds later be chased by the same exact yeah. people again that's a bad trope and tweedle d and tweedle dumb keep finding them throughout the whole and now granted yeah. like the police are also after yeah. them so it's not like it's going to be super hard but but i mean the whole reason why they got caught the second time is he ran a red light yeah yeah if they purposely went into a car that looks european to blend in mm-hmm. you wouldn't run a red light they're not that stupid that. yeah that's so right. that i just that whole you just don't put that trope in you can have the BMW car break down in the the only car around is that little stupid bug. And yeah. that's that's a that's a funny bit. Yeah. Okay. They were in a BMW. Now they have to be in this really small Italian car. The way they did it was really stupid. Right. And then Dumb riders. The train good. hitting the car. And I guess he just jumps at the right moment and yeah. pulls off the steering wheel with it. That was a big ask, I yeah. feel like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was my I set with the car chase. Um, <laughs> there's a moment where uh, Gabriel, it, they're all at the club, and Gabriel is talking to uh, Ilsa, Grace, and Ethan, and he says, 
and it's like the super serious like you have to choose between these two women to of who you're who you're going to let live one of them must die and i'm like oh are you going to pick this woman that you've known for potentially years or yeah. this one you met met 10 hours ago. why does she mean anything to you yeah. and there's even a line in the movie where uh uh ethan says uh your life will always matter more than mine or something like that and then she goes you don't even know me and i'm yeah. like someone said it someone finally was like what is this relationship well i think that's the point is then his next line is like and I don't have to. Like, but th- there's no romantic involvement. There's no like. Which, I mean, maybe that's supposed to be the point is that Ethan doesn't have to have a romantic interest in you to feel like your life is meaningful and should be saved. But there's not even like, they don't even have any, very many moments like where it's just them and they grow their relationship. Because anytime that he asks her to do anything, she does the opposite and she tries to get away and she tries to escape all the time. I don't know. I just think that whole relationship is bad in this. I, don't know. I think you're just missing the point. Like, it, whoa, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think that like you're wanting it to be a relational thing, and like the movie is trying to tell you that it's not a relational thing, and you're trying to connect the dots that aren't there because he's in a loving relationship, so he doesn't need a woman. Where is that with Ilsa? Yeah. I didn't think that they were together. I thought that they were maybe together once, but not anymore. Throughout, when they finally meet, they say, like, they they hug and say they've never been to Venice together. And then when they go to the party, they're holding hands Mm -hmm. while in the boat. So I I thought that that was saying that they are romantically involved. Yeah. And then I, I think the point of Grace's character is that this character was thrown into this situation and he feels like, she like they are now responsible of her because it's not her fault that she got thrown into this and she's just a person and people deserve to be saved it's also why he's trying to destroy the ai in general is because the ai is going to try to take over the world and is going to kill millions of people and so his goal his personality is like i want to save people not because i know them not because i care for them but because they're people and they deserve to be saved and i think that's what grace's character is supposed to represent it's less of a relationship like i'm saving you because i want to be with you it's i'm saving you because also the relationship wouldn't even really make sense because he's 61 and she's like 19 i mean i'm sure she's like 24 or something but sure. the age difference there is wild um but i mean jim james bond shows that that doesn't matter but um i don't know that's what i mean by i think you're like I can see why you would connect those because she's attractive and he's the main character and like they are forcing them together a majority of the film. And usually when films do that, it's to create a relation like a and it romantic and it doesn't even like it doesn't even need to be romantic there. I feel like there's just nothing. Mm. I feel like the movie is forcing them together and there's just nothing. We don't get anything out of it. There's no growth really. There's a little bit at the end. Yeah. But she's just doing it to save her butt. Well, no, because in the last moment, she declines the deal and takes the key. No, no, no. At the end end. When oh, okay. She, when she says, you offered them a choice and they, you can offer the same thing to me or something like that. Well, I feel like she finally had growth at the very, not before that, mm-hmm. when she was at the deal and then she looked like she was going to betray Ethan and all of them again. Yeah. And she decided to decline the money. She pickpocketed the key. 
Yeah. And I thought that was a little stupid that the person just like woke up right when she was leaving to create a chase scene mm-hmm. was a little stupid. She should have been able to get away until they check for his pockets. You don't yeah. need to have her wake up because the sedative would have been strong enough for her to do the entire thing. Yeah. They're not like, I think they constantly, like they purposely make these characters make stupid decisions to make sure. things happen yeah. and they could have done them better. But I think that was her act that that was finally her character growth is that sure. she decided to try to take the key and hopefully find Ethan to mm-hmm. try to save this. And se- when seconds earlier, she was about to sell it to. Right. Yeah. And that's good. That's, but like, I, I guess I wanted more of a gradual build rather than just she's railing against him against yeah. him the whole time. No. And yeah. then she switches. I agree. I do think that there should have been more gradual stuff. And that's why I, Send spoiler free that she was way too like she was way too um competitive she was mm-hmm. running away too often like the yeah. first three four times would make sense but then it started not making sense and it started just being a nuisance to the film yeah not only to ethan but also just to the film because it didn't i don't think it thematically made sense i don't think it character developmentally made sense it just like just kept happening and it yeah. didn't really make sense and then yeah so then we just we do get to the moment, and then I don't know if it was supposed to be like a breaking point, mm-hmm. but like those don't seem as realistic or I don't know, yeah, thematically correct. Right. You want more of a character progression than just a character just deciding to finally flip the switch. Right. Um. So that oh that switch along with um after the train. <laughs> train cars just keep falling one after the other, which was actually, I did enjoy that quite oh, okay. a lot. Um, but no, it's when Paris shows up to and save saves, them at the yeah. very end. And that, which was fine. But then like, why does she go? How does she know they're at the back of the train? I was so like, we can get into it. But. Paris saving them. Isn't what doesn't make sense. It's that that's how they get saved. Yeah. And yeah. just like, um, grace getting saved by, Tom Cruise just happening to slam into this train car. Yeah, yeah. Right. That doesn't make it like no. Do better. Right. You've got to do better than that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you you can't just have your characters somehow surviving and everything going well off of luck. Right. And she watched the key fall, and then we get another one of your favorite shots of the key on the floor. And I'm like, the whole time I was like, somebody pick it up. And the key <laughs> apparently flew all the way across the yeah, to be at the guy's yeah. feet or whatever. Yeah. And but, so uh, this also brings up my biggest complaint of the movie is the fact that the AI just knows everything. Except for that one thing. He said he'd have the key and he has the lighter instead. Yeah. But that's the only thing it gets but, wrong. But so it's an AI that's supposed to know things through, one, the internet. Two, it can look everything up about you and so it can like run po- probability and stuff. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Right. It can't just know exactly how everything is going to happen that that that's just not reality i mean i it feels like they were trying to pull an mcu doctor strange (laughs) yeah with the ai but Mm -hmm. he's not seeing the future he's making probability checks and the thing about probability it's a probability yeah and the fact that you got 99.9999999999 percent of those correct is just false yeah like that's just the the way the things that he was able to predict through now like if you could predict it by like or you could know that it's going to happen because you've like 
uh, hacked into their system and you know that they're going to be at that place, that makes sense. Right. To know that the key is going to fall on the ground because Tom Cruise couldn't make the thing because of the thing and then he flies right. off of the thing yeah. and he somehow doesn't die even though his probability of dying from that is like 98% yeah. and then knocks into the... like. No, you're not like that's not something that an AI can predict. Yeah, and so it was it was way too far fetched. Which is why I think this antagonist would work better if this was a '90s movie when AI was still could you could take AI as like this all omnipotent basically being, but in 2023 when we have actual AI and yeah. we have other movies that portray AI better, yeah. Um, because, like, we know it can get... It got into the party. We know it can travel. We know it can do whatever. Yeah. So why does it... it? Why are you giving it limitations when it should just be able to do whatever it wants? Like, it should... But the way they're describing it, it should already have, like, nuclear codes to to yeah. missile silos It already said that it can hack into everything in the government. Like, right. it's hacked into everything. And the only reason why we know it did is because it, it let you. Yeah. Like, it decided to let you know that it was there so that you knew that it could. It is a cool uh, image, though. I like the, the yeah. image of the eye as it is kind of like darting around. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Uh, so the the last thing, and this one's the stupidest of the, of the ending that kind of like made me do whatever. Uh, the train car that he uh, has his bag in just happens to be the last one. And he doesn't oh. even like <laughs> look for it or be like, oh, I have to go. Like, I have to go get my bag. He just like turns and, and it's, it's right there. Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> I do remember him putting it down. Yes, that does happen. And yeah. so, but and just it, that's of those like things at the end where I'm like, okay, I'm not totally on board with this. That's the least of my but worries. But it's still like, it just happened to be the last one to not fall. Right. And then the idiot FBI or oh, CIA yeah, yeah. cops come in like, okay, you just saved this whole entire train. You've saved the world. We're going to arrest you now for going rogue on a mission that we gave you that we knew you were going to go rogue on. Right. Yep. They were by far, I think, the most. They that, like, I think they were the worst part about the movie. And, and they even hinted at a possibility of the person learning. Yeah. And yeah. Doesn't do anything with it. I assume maybe part two, but that's a problem with the part two. You yep. just yeah. And I, I, and the only reason they exist throughout the movie as a whole is so that we can use them to get people off the train at the end. Have Paris get people off the train. Have Paris come in and 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 have the change of heart and then get them off yeah. instead of having him maybe the, be the reason that Gabriel gets away or the governor or not the governor, whatever the, the CIA, op, the, the Kitchler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You could have like, look, we're all going to die or you can let me do my thing yeah. and save these people. And, and like, maybe you get him to have a small change of heart to at least do that. But the, you didn't, yeah, there was no reason to have the CIA people or I don't know who they really are, but MFI. No, I, MIF. MIF. Mission Impossible Force. Yeah. 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 But so that's my laundry list. Thanks for No, it's Impossible Mission for... Force. Oh. It's dumber than what it should be. <laughs> it should be Mission Impossible Force. Yeah. But instead they make it Impossible Mission Force. Yeah. IMF. There you go. Which is stupid. I also thought it should be MIF. Yeah. Maybe if they thought it was too close to MILF. MILF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should have made it Mission Impossible Legendary Force. There you go. Okay. We got any more thoughts on on this movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. You're so patient, Tristan. <laughs> um, I think I let out most of my grievances. I'm sorry there wasn't a lot of good stuff. I think uh We I think we did we we complimented it 
pretty well in, in non-spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought all the action stuff was pretty, yeah, pretty good. I don't know. I do think it was kind of weird that the face thing just messed up, but I think they just wanted a, yep. they wanted the jump scene. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they don't even have a good reason. He's just like, it just fried. I don't know what happened. And yeah. It's like, I thought and, they were going to be like, and we have to go right now. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it have also taken a little time for this thing to go like finish this? And right. You have to go right now. I, all they had to do was just be like, I plugged it into the computer to, to like download the, the face graphic and then the AI got to it and it fried it or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we can go ahead and do ratings real quick, and then uh, move on. Three and a half. Three. Four. Yeah. I don't know. It might even go down, but I, after watching it, I walked out thinking four. Yeah. So that's what I'm sticking with at the moment. I didn't. Cool. I didn't let myself talk it down. Because I think I'm only remembering the things I don't didn't like, and I'm having a hard time like. My brain is pointing at the things I didn't like and regurgitating right. that in my head instead of the things that I did like. Yeah. So. Oh, there was, sorry to make this go longer. There was one more thing. I think a reason that maybe I'm not a super big fan of these movies is I think all these actors are really great. I think the script is not good. They all talk like people don't talk the way that they do. That's fair. And so, but yeah. anyway. A little rough. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the end of our review of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation Part 1. No, not Rogue Nation. Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, next week we've got a double feature with Oppenheimer and Barbie. Um, we will be doing a double feature because we're all watching both of them. Mm -hmm. um, Trevor's watching Wednesday, Thursday, mm -hmm. and we're watching a double feature Saturday, 10 a.m. till like 5 <laughs> maybe four nice because we have a 10 10 o'clock in the morning we're going to see a nuke go off uh for Oppenheimer, and yeah. then i think our barbie showings at two nice so it gives us like an hour and a half to eat lunch and then get back to the theater to watch there you go i yeah. uh i scheduled my Oppenheimer because that's what came out first to get seats yeah. for and they've been then, out for a long time and then barbie snuck in they had a the yeah the amc early. stubs early pass and so I'm going to go be yeah. in the Barbie world first. I was specifically waiting. Uh, Barbie didn't have any showings um, over the weekend f until last Sunday, I think. Oh, it yeah, was yeah. when they finally released more, like they finally like released more of their schedule. Because yeah. all they had was Oppenheimer at 6 p.m. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. That was the only showing they had in Dolby. So I was like, I want to do a double feature. I don't want to book anything yet. Yeah. And I, I guess I was one of the first ones to look when they released the times. Good. Because Oppenheimer didn't have a single person in the, in the theater yet. Oh, yeah. And then Barbie had four other people in the theater when we booked it. Um, Are you seeing them both in Dolby? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. I think for. my Barbie, Barbie's going to be in digital for me, but Oppenheimer's But it'll be the big one. Yeah. Big digital. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, I was trying to do the, really, your early screening's not going to be in Dolby? I think so. That's odd. I figured the early screen because Oppenheimer won't be in there yet. So, well, I guess if it changes, I'll let you know. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> might, I mean, they could still be doing mission impossible. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's yeah. very possible. Cause mission impossible really fought to get as many Dolby, um, showings as they could. Yeah. Um, and we're really mad that they couldn't get any Dolby showings for this next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, 
You picked a bad week, sorry. man. Yeah, you, sorry, you Tom can't... Cruise. We're going to put Christopher Nolan in. <laughs> yeah, and Greta Gerwig's movie. That's, I mean, those are the two hypest movies of the last, like, three months. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I'll have to look at the, uh, uh, look at the theater's, like, capacity oh sure this weekend to see if they're legitimately all sold out because i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised right so okay yeah thank you guys so much for listening uh to this episode um we'll be back next week with that double feature um and we will be reviewing both of them i don't know if we'll um review uh open barbie or barbie heimer yeah i don't know if we're going to be reviewing Barbie Heimer, or if we're going to do two separate episodes, we'll discuss it. And uh, but you will get something for both of those. So, um, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys, and have a good one. Hey, moron! You talking to me? You talking to me? There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello. <laughs> what an idiot! Well, what do you expect? I'm the movie moron. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Don't call me stupid. Oh, right! To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people! I've known sheep that could outwit you. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no, none taken.